welcome to episode 13 of the Press Forward podcast. I'm Nathan Wrigley, and I'd like to thank you for joining us again. And if this is your first time with us, I hope that you like it and that you find it useful. If you want to make listening to this podcast a regular thing, you can subscribe to us on your favourite podcast player. This can be done by going to wpandop.org forward slash podcast hyphen feed. The Press Forward podcast is created by WP and Up. They are a charity working in the WordPress space to support the WordPress community. Their help is freely available at wpandop.org. To give you some insight into what WP and Up are doing and why there's a need for the service that we offer, I'm going to give you some data. So, WP and Up have provided roughly 2,500 hours of companionship and mentorship. We have over 3,500 members. Over 5,000 hours have been donated by volunteers. And there have been over 6,000 event attendees. You can see that there's a significant need for the support that WP and Up are providing. And to that end, we're always on the lookout for people who are willing to help us. If you'd like to support WP and Up financially, then please visit wpnup.org forward slash give. And if you'd like to get involved in WP and Up, then please visit wpnup.org forward slash contact or look for the social links in the footer of the website. Sponsorship is also an option. You'll be supporting the important work that we're undertaking and you can also be featured on the podcast. The Press Forward podcast is brought to you today by Green Geeks. Green Geeks offers an awesome managed web hosting platform that's built for speed, security and scalability whilst being environmentally friendly. Enjoy a better web hosting experience for your WordPress website backed by 24-7 expert support. And we thank Green Geeks for helping us to put on the Press Forward podcast. Today, we're returning to our roots. You may have noticed that for a couple of weeks, the podcast recordings came from the interviews that we did live at WordCamp Europe in Berlin. We've still got more of those to come because I was lucky enough to interview some really interesting people, so stay tuned for those. This episode, though, features Phil Moreau, who we briefly met in episode number two. Phil has been working with WordPress and WooCommerce for many years, seeking to grow his agency and raise its profile. During the last year or so, growth did come. Now you might think that growth is a good thing, and of course you'd be right, but it brings with it some challenges. What sustained and worked when the agency was smaller might not work when it's growing. Procedures need to be amended staff need to be hired, and the cash flow needs to increase. 
Phil addresses these issues and tells us about the lessons that he's learned along the way, as well as things that he's still learning. If you're scaling your agency, then Phil's words might take on a special meaning and give you some insights. Insights born out of real experience. So this is a trigger warning. During today's episode, we briefly touch on the topics of mental health and panic attacks. So Phil, tell us about your agency. Uh, yeah, so we're uh, Happy Kite. We're um, a sort of full-service e-commerce agency. So we build WordPress and WooCommerce, and we do a bit of design, development, and marketing for generally sort of small to medium-sized businesses. We're now a team of seven, and two years ago we were a team of three. And now, obviously, in the context of a lot of people, that's not huge growth, but for me, that's quite significant. And so, yeah, we're now at the point where we're starting to work with slightly larger clients, slightly larger projects. All 100% of our projects are WordPress. We, we only work with WordPress and the vast majority are WooCommerce. If a client comes along that's a good fit, but they don't need e-commerce, then we'll still work with them. Um, but generally speaking, e-commerce is our speciality. So we know that Phil has scaled from three to seven members of staff in the last year or so. He humbly says that this is not huge growth, but it's more than enough to alter the way that the business is run. I've always thought it would be nice if there was a manual to turn to, a definitive source of wisdom that could be studied, something that would guarantee that agency growth was painless and easy. Sadly, there isn't. Most of the time, growth is something that you work out for yourself as you go. Some of the decisions that you make work out and all is well. Other decisions lead you to consequences that you did not expect or even desire. Ideally, every decision, every meeting, every client interaction would bolster the business, add to its security and stability. But as Phil was learning on the job, that was not always his experience. Yep, I've made a lot of mistakes. So yeah, I hope there's something useful in there. I think so. I started out, I think, the same way that a lot of people do, in that I was basically a freelancer just making websites for people. Um, so I sort of did a bit of design, building, and, and marketing for them. And I did all three, but I was not necessarily strong in any of them. And so I thought as I grew, I'd bring in people that were specialists in those things to, to make the business, you know, to sort of grow the business from there. And that, you know, that has worked well. And I, I believe we deliver really good work and we're good value for our clients. The downside of that is that what I've realized is that I've replaced myself in all the things that I'm good at and enjoy um, with other people. And so where we are in the business right now, I'm effectively sales and marketing and a project manager. And in some regards, I could almost take myself out of my, this business and I could be doing almost any business because that those skills don't change so much from business to business. So I'm sort of a level abstracted from the, the thing I was doing in the first place that I enjoyed and was passionate about. What I found over the course of this experience is that I am not a very good project manager and I'm not very good at sales and marketing, for, for myself at least, for our company. And so one of the things we're, we've realized and identified out of this is what my strengths are and to try to get the business back so that I'm working at things I'm strongest at. So we know that what the next hires are going to be. So basically, as we grow, we'll be looking for sort of an account manager, project manager role. And if I was to go back in time a few years, I would be hiring those that, that role much sooner and and myself be doing more of the design development. So yeah, that's that's a major a major learning. 
So one of the unexpected consequences of agency's growth is that Phil hired people to do the task that he loved the most. All the time, this felt like the right thing to do. People needed to be hired to keep up with the new work coming in. But it meant that Phil has now become a manager of people, something that he did not foresee. I'm always hearing people say that you need to allocate time to work on your business and not just in your business. Set aside time to stop doing the tasks that the clients need completed and work on the task that will promote and develop your business in the way that you want it to go. I wondered if, looking back, Phil feels like he was doing this. Was he planning what needed to be done and executing it, or reacting to situations as they came up? No, and I think that's obviously going to sound odd, especially in the context of me describing what I've, I've been through. But in in some ways, I'm grateful for this experience. It's changed the way I look at the business. Previously, I think we were very much running in autopilot. We pretty much, you know, build it and they will come. We did good work and other clients just came. And then I'll be like, oh, I've got too much work now. I'm going to hire somebody. And there wasn't a clear, intentional decision about what that next role was going to be, what I want to be doing, where I want to see the business going. It was just, we've now got too much work of this nature. Let's hire somebody that does that. Uh, so it, it wasn't really until I got to this stage that I realized, oh, hang on, I'm not, I'm no longer doing the things I like. It, it just kind of, it sort of snuck up on me. And, so, and some of that is in the, the things I like, but also some of it's in the clients we had chosen to work with because, I say chosen, but because we, we I wasn't, I didn't have the skills in, in business and I wasn't working on my business. I was very much working in my business and just sort of basically firefighting every day, you know, uh, solving problems. It wasn't just that the things that I'm personally doing are not necessarily what I'm good at and what I'm passionate about, but it's also that the clients we're working with weren't necessarily the clients we'd want to be working with or weren't necessarily the best fit. It was just what had come along. Um, and so what we're changing now is actually having proper sales and marketing funnel and actually qualifying leads and actually finding the people that are right for us that we want to work with. Because um, we have a number of them that we love working with. And if we can fill our days with those people, then happy days. So Phil had to pivot his role in the agency because of the hiring decisions that were made. People were taken on to replace him, and that meant that he had a new role. I asked him if he could turn back time and replay the whole process of growing the agency again. What would he do differently? And at what point would he rewind to? If I was to go back, I would go back to when it was just me. And I would actually write down, like actually write down on a piece of paper what it is that I want to wake up every day and be doing myself, like what sort of tasks I want to fill my day with and what sort of people I want to be working with. And I, I know I would always wanted to grow the business. Uh, working working from home, working for yourself, it can be you know quite isolating. And I knew that having previously worked at other places and, and enjoyed collaborating, I knew I wanted to grow and collaborate with people in, in a team. And ideally, seeing them face-to-face -face more often, and that's what we, that, that is one thing we have consciously done. We've grown the team and we've grown it with, with an office, which I know is the norm everywhere else in the world, but in, in our industry, maybe not so much. I would have from that point made it much clearer what do I want to be doing and I think probably that our third hire would have it would have been an account manager project manager sort of a role to then basically start taking on the client facing side as so as it stands I'm still doing that to a certain degree along with my wife who's I guess the sort of superhero of this story but now as we grow we will be hiring someone for that 
Um, but yeah, so at the moment the team is me and then and then my wife and then we have three developers, sort of one more back end, one more front end, and one sort of a bit of both. And then I do the design still, and then we have two people that work in in marketing. And so yeah, so I do some design, but mostly, as I said, sort of project management and sales now. As I mentioned at the start, there is no manual for growing your agency. Phil had to make his decisions based upon what he thought was right at the time, and learn from those decisions. Wouldn't it be good if there was some kind of support network that you could tap into? People who had been through this, or were going through it at the same time as you were. People with whom you could share your journey and strains. People who could support you as you supported them. I think I could have avoided a lot of the sort of suffering that I went through if I had more of a professional support network. And what I mean by that is that whilst I had people in my personal life I could turn to, professionally I didn't, I didn't, no one that I knew really ran their own business and certainly nobody that I knew ran their own businesses in, in development and, you know, ran an agency or worked in WordPress. And so by being connected to OPN up and by speaking to more people, I now am in a position where I actually have people that are at least acquaintances in some cases, you know, I'd regard them as, as friends who I can turn to. And if I'm struggling, I can say I'm having this problem in the business. And it's been hugely helpful to have someone then, you know, to, even if it's just like a WhatsApp conversation to just respond and say, yep, I have that same problem four times a year. This is how I deal with it. And it's just because it is even even though I'm not necessarily working from home as, as often and not as isolated as a lot of other people would be. Even when you're in the office with your team, if you're the one running it, you can still feel incredibly isolated. And so being able to speak to other people that have basically done the same thing that you have is is huge. And the advice you can get is is priceless. So that's that's something I would really highly recommend people do proactively, even like long before they start experiencing issues, is build that network. Phil makes a great point about building relationships with people working in the same field as you do so that you can offer one another support. The chances are that your close friends and relations, whilst being essential to you, might not have the technical knowledge of running a business like yours. Linking up with people who have been through what you're going through with your business might offer you a different support experience and one that can assist you with the machinations of your business. In this case, we're talking about Phil and his agency's growth. But it's not limited to that. You might be a designer, a developer, a marketer. The truth is that you could be doing anything and there's someone out there who can assist you. WP and Op might be a place where you can create those connections and it's something that you could start doing today, no matter who you are or what your expertise is. Yeah. Hundred percent. I think people that are drawn to sort of any sort of development, or you know, writing code or that for a living, these are you know these are people that we're very logical and you, you sort of like okay, here come here's an input coming in. If X happens, I know this is the outcome of it, and I'll and I'll handle the, these other outcomes, and, I, and now I've got everything mapped, kind of thing. And people don't conform to that, and so people can be intimidating in that regard, and so. When I say I haven't got a support network, I've still attended, I think, every WordCamp London since it began. 
I just haven't really spoken to many people. I've just, and I've always felt, oh, once, once I've grown a bit more, once my agency is good, once I, I'm as good as these other people, I'll, I'll, I'll speak when I'm on their level, I'll speak to them. You know, I'll, that's the reason I'm not yet because I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm still, I don't know what I'm doing like they do. They've got it all, you know, together and I haven't yet. I guess that's sort of an imposter syndrome sort of thing. And I think that's a very unhealthy attitude. And certainly, if I think of it the other way around, if I know someone else was where I was a couple of years ago and they saw me at work camp, I'd absolutely love for them to come up and speak to me. And so I'd, I'm going to start trying to think more in that regard if I want to go and talk to other people who are ahead of where I am, that you know they probably haven't got it all as together as it maybe looks and that they would be more than happy to help or offer advice to people that are, are going through it as well. Now that Phil has been through this transition and is coming out the other side, He's learned some lessons along the way. Obviously, he could keep all of his knowledge to himself, but better yet, he could share it with his staff so that they were able to benefit from it and short-circuit their own career development. Yes, that's where, that's where we're currently getting now. Through my own experiences, I've started to realise this is a wider problem. And the, the first step for me in that is actually I've quite transparently opened up to my team about what I went through. Um, well, they also knew there were issues because effectively what happened was my wife and I swapped jobs for a few weeks. So they knew that I'd been struggling, but I've been very open with them about my own mental health struggles, which I think is sort of really the first step in, in addressing these things. And yeah, we, from there, we, we offer flexible working hours. We're, we're very flexible with our team to try and fit around their needs. And people do have days when they'll be off sick, but that sickness is, is more sort of a mental health day, really. Yeah, I think that's really the, the beginning of it. Um, it's now going to become a much more prominent part of the way I think about it and the way I think about my team as well. I know that's something that WPN Up are going to be doing more of as well, coaching companies to allow uh, to support them. So I, I will be introducing my team to WPN Up as well. So they, they know they've got somewhere they could turn if they didn't feel they could turn to us within the team. WPN Up offers support across their four health hubs. They are mental health, skills health, business health, and physical health. You've probably noticed that Phil's story has, thus far, been related to his business and the resulting impact that this has had on his mental health. These are all areas that WPNOP can support you with. I wanted to move the conversation on to talk about how Phil looks after his physical health I started by asking him if he thinks that his physical health impacts upon his mental health. Are the two intertwined? Uh, yes, 100%. At least for me. I also being careful about, you know, it's, there's no, I guess, silver bullet and different things about different people. Yeah, for me, I have found that um, I have now started going running in the morning. Um, I basically try and start my day when it was the, the hardest parts my objective for the day was the kind of cliche get up make the bed open the curtain if you've achieved that you've done well but now that i'm you know now that i'm more returned to a more normal life for myself well, i still try to keep the good good habits up so i get up make the bed and then every day i, I leave the house when i can i try to go for a run to begin with i wasn't very good at running and um, it's caused me like injuries so i can't go too too often but if, if i'm either not able to run because maybe i'm not feeling really feeling that great that day um, and it's a bit tricky for me to go and do it, or if I've, you know, pulled a muscle or something, I will force myself to still go out of the house. And even if I just walk around sort of the block for five minutes, 
it's really it's really helped me particularly that time of day as well uh, basically after i get up when most of the world's not really woken up yet and the sun's coming up it's a really nice time and it's enormously helped me um, and it just sets my day up in, in a way that makes me feel much more like i can take on any challenges i'm facing rather than being afraid of them so yeah it's that's that's yeah it's been a significant help for me if you were paying close attention to phil's words earlier You'll have noticed him say that for a period of time, he and his wife swapped roles at the agency to allow Phil to concentrate upon himself for a while. This got me thinking about the role of the family in Phil's life over the last few years. I wondered if he had found it easy to open up about his mental health with this immediate family and the wider family. Yeah, so there's, two, there's two answers to that. With my wife, um, I didn't really have a choice whether I opened up to her or not. The problems were so self-evident and obviously we live in the same house. There was no going about it, uh, no way to, to hide it. Uh, not that I would have done anyway. And she basically is the reason I managed to get through it primarily because as a, we basically, as I said, swapped lives when it became the point where I couldn't physically get to the office or I couldn't look at my emails without having a panic attack. She stepped in and basically took over, um, which was incredible because she doesn't really have background that we have. So she was project managing projects that she didn't really understand. But yeah, she was she was phenomenal. And she over the next few months, we started to gradually reverse that. So to the point where I'm now back full time and she still does work in the business like a couple of days a week. But certainly the at the beginning, she was in it full time and I was banned from checking my emails, checking Slack, checking Asana, turning the computer on. I was just to focus on me and recover. And that was, I don't know how I'd have got through it without that. I think I'd probably still be in a bad place if I hadn't, if it wasn't for that. Outside of that, one of the people in my team is actually my, our head developer, is actually my brother. Through through speaking to my wife and speaking to people who don't be enough, I started to realize how it didn't even, sometimes even matter what the other person said back, just talking about it out loud to another person, how much that was helping me to open up. So before I even opened up to my team, my the team at work as a whole, I, I told my brother um, about it and he was really great and he was one of the people that really stood up and kind of held held down the floor, I guess, whilst I was recovering. And then actually yeah, opening up to other members of my family, like my dad and people like that, and said, you know, that I was struggling. And again, it, it, it just surprised me how many how many other people could respond by with, with tales of their own, particularly people that worked in our industry. And um, it's just, I was amazed at how many people have had you know, quite serious issues at some point in their life. You might be the kind of person who is willing to share your experiences, both good and bad, easily with other people. You might find this hard. Maybe you can talk to colleagues at work, but not your own family, or vice versa. In Phil's case, one thing led to another, and before too long, he had managed to get support from his extended family, his colleagues, and people at WP and Up. I was interested to know if the conversations that he had had with these varied support networks were themselves different. Did he feel able to share all his stories with all the people, or were there differences in what he shared and to whom he shared it? Yeah, I think that, that, that was true. And with family, it was it, I would maybe reveal more about how I was the personal effects on me 
and then things like how we were managing because I've got two young children how we were sort of trying to manage everything and, and sort of shield them from things but then maybe with family not sharing some of the sort of more financial aspects of the business which I was happily sharing with people dopey enough and because as, as you mentioned that I think the four the four hubs are are spot on with the mental health being my my primary issue and there are things I'm doing to work on that that it's fed in by sort of the bad habits sort of that I had in in, in exercise the, and, and skip both the business especially the, the the things I didn't know and the skills I didn't have in, in running my business and then some of it in in the skills themselves you know some of what we were doing that was causing the anxiety is because we're working with bigger clients and we were doing things that were maybe technically out of our comfort zone a bit more and so yeah I think it's those four hubs are, are spot on all of the, the problems existing in my world at the moment I think people need to be honest with themselves and uh, and actually I would always reach out to open up to begin with for me personally if you're in, you're in WordPress I, I just think it's perfect it's a lovely group of people they can help you figure out what the next steps are I think some people those next steps probably you know things like therapy you know having a professional and um, talk to you about your, your mental health and that's something that I have I have been doing some of um with with some success actually no I mean that 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 for me was kind of the hub that then led to everything else yeah I mean I, as I said I think support networks are really important so anywhere online or, or, or you know in person where you can meet other other like-minded people that are doing the same thing day in day out as you is fantastic I'm sometimes careful of some of the Facebook groups because certainly when I was struggling more as with just with everything with social media after people are presenting their best their best version of themselves and I think sometimes it's the same with agency life and people showing you know that the better projects they've done things like that rather than maybe saying things like I really struggled with this or this project went badly so I'd be a bit guarded I guess with that side but that's just me purposes of the Press Forward podcast is to lift the lid on topics that don't get talked about enough, to allow people to share their stories so that other people might listen, and by listening they may gain an understanding that they're not alone. There are other people out there who have faced the same situations that you are facing. They may have found a way through and can offer support to you on your journey. Maybe that person is already in your life, but they may not be. And that's what WPNOP is here for, to connect you with the support that you need. The Press Forward podcast is brought to you today by Green Geeks. Green Geeks offers a specially engineered platform that gives WordPress users web hosting that is designed to be the fastest, most secure and scalable hosting available in multiple data centers. Their WordPress hosting makes deploying and managing WordPress websites easy with automatic one-click install, managed updates, real-time security protection, SSD RAID 10 storage arrays, power cacher and expert 24-7 support to make for the best web hosting experience. And we thank Green Geeks for helping us put on the Press Forward podcast. That's it for this week. Please let us know if you're enjoying the podcast, if you're finding it useful or helpful. 
you can reach out to us at wpandop.org forward slash contact. Remember that there's a serious point to all of this though, and that is that WP and Op is here to provide help and support. That help is available to you or people you know and can be easily accessed at the wpandop.org website. Please spread the word about this new podcast. Tell your friends and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast player. And remember, together we can hashtag press forward. <laughs>